Welcome to Soul Sense. I'm Sulkina, a curious soul embarking on her spiritual journey. This is a space to meet your inner spirit and your infinite soul. My mission is to simplify spirituality and make healing and growth fun. Each week, I'll bring you a new episode to inspire, empower, and unlock your inner magic. Thank you for being here. Let's begin our journey together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Soul Sense with Silkina. Can you tell that I'm in a good mood? I feel like it's a new week, new opportunities, new things to work on. Everything just feels exciting. I just got off an interview with Melissa Moffat, and I think that's why I'm in a good mood. I feel like being in her field, in her energy, just automatically lifted up my mood and made me feel good. I really want to talk today about non-attachment. I kind of woke up this morning. I usually read a book right away. And in the book that I was reading, they were mentioning like the art of surrendering, letting go, and non-attachment. And that kind of got me thinking because I feel like when I talk about non-attachment to people, they automatically feel like it means that, you know, you're letting go and you don't care. And I think there's a huge difference with not caring and non-attachment. I told you guys the story of my, you know, little money mishap last week, um, how, you know, my account was hacked and somebody took a thousand dollars for me. Hope they're putting the money to good use. That's all I can say, you know, charity, whatever. But I was thinking about that deeper, right? And I was talking about it in last week's episode as well. Like in the intro, I was saying that I wasn't really freaked out. And just watching the people around me tell me that that was crazy or like, I can't believe that happened. And it kind of made me feel like, should I be a little bit more freaked out? Like I'm not quite sure how to feel about this. I mean, I have a practice every morning where I'm always working on being aware and mindful. And it's like, once you've moved out of that space of, you know, fear and worrying all the time, and then you start not worrying, it's almost like you've rewired your brain. But deep down, there's still this part of you that's like, is this normal? Like, is this normal not to be worried? And it's almost like your brain is asking itself, like, should we trigger worry right now? Should we be fearful? And I found that even in my mindfulness practice, just from the energy around me, I was expecting myself to be worried, if that makes sense. And I found myself like thinking about why I wasn't worrying And then feeling like maybe I should worry now. And I find that so interesting, you know, like obviously I'm not judging myself for it, but I just find it so interesting that this is how our brain operates because in that moment that it happened, my intuition was so calm. And that's the thing with intuition and fear, right? Like people always ask me, what's the difference? It's like your intuition is is like that just... It's, it's that knowing, it's like that 
split second feeling. There's no time to even involve your brain because your intuition is way faster. So I know that intuitively I'm good. Intuitively I'm fine. And I just trust that everything is going to unfold the way it um, unfolds and whatever not. Um, And I feel like, again, this happened to me as a lesson, right? This is a lesson in non-attachment. It's a lesson in understanding and realizing how far I've come. And not everybody thinks this way and that's okay. I just feel like I've done, I just feel like I've been on the spiritual path for a while now and I see things in a very different way. Um, I have a higher perspective of things. Some people don't and that's completely okay. I also think it's important for us to allow people to be who they are. But that kind of came up in my practice this week. And I was like, hmm, how interesting is it that my brain is looking for something to worry? And my intuition and my soul essentially was really quick and be like, nope, we're not going to worry about this. Like, just let it flow. Let it go. Continue to choose love. So I really love that lesson for me this week. And I find it so humbling to be on this healing journey. I've learned that the really big changes are often overlooked and missed until something happens. And that's what I realized last week when that whole thing happened. I was like, wow, I am so non-attached. Like I, I just feel like I can let go of things so much faster and easier. I don't have this need for control anymore. I don't have any bad feelings for anybody that might have been involved in this or, you know, like my mind didn't go to like, oh, I'm going to seek revenge. Like these people are going to pay for it or the bank is going to pay for it. Like I really did not have any of those thoughts. And I kind of feel like that would have been me maybe you know, three years ago. Um, And not that there's anything wrong with that. How we react in any situation is correct. (laughs) It's all about how supportive or unsupportive it is for you, your peace of mind, your body, your soul. So I love that lesson for me. Let's talk about today's episode, Melissa Moffat. Oh my God. I had such an amazing conversation with her We have been wanting to do the interview for so long, and it was always getting postponed. Something or the other came up with me or her. I'm really glad that we finally connected. I've been in her container for quite a while now, since um, November 2020, I believe, or closer to December 2020. Um, and I was telling her the story of how I hadn't even followed her for that long, but she was promoting one of her courses and I really felt called to be in her energy. Oh gosh. One question that I really wanted to ask her was investing in ourselves. And I forgot to ask that question. Anyway, I love how Melissa actually shares about how she invests in herself and coaches and, in leaders and being in their container even before she could afford it. She shares a lot about this on her Instagram. And 
like I said in the episode, I love following her on Instagram because she truly shares authentically from her heart and her message just always lands. And that's what I love about it. But we talked about everything from worthiness to adopting good habits and consciousness. We kind of talked a little bit about death as well. And we talked about the power of self-awareness and meditation. I just felt like it was such a relaxed conversation about people, about ourselves and about connecting back to the self. I feel like that's what I got from the whole conversation is the importance of listening to the self, like to our deeper essence, our true essence. And um, when we talked about habits, when we talked about rituals, um, she gave really good advice about not being rigid and just being flowy and listening to your body, listening to your soul on that particular day. And I asked that particular question because I feel like As people are becoming more conscious and people are going into this healing journey, they are feeling more and more pressure to do things. They're feeling pressured to meditate. They're feeling pressured to journal, to do breath work, to do all these things that essentially are meant to allow you to arrive back home within yourself. But that whole essence is missed when we are just trying to tick a to-do list. You know, like meditation is not ticking a to-do list. Like it's not just about, you know, I have to sit and meditate at 8 a.m. because I have to tick this off my list. Like that's not the point of meditation. Of course, when you're just beginning, it's great to schedule it in. Like don't be don't feel guilty about doing that. In reality, you know, sitting down and breathing and just closing your eyes for five minutes, like that has so much more meaning than just feeling like you've accomplished something off of your list, if that makes sense. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really, really hope that you enjoy it as much as I did creating it and talking about it with Melissa. Um, You know where to find me. I'm on Instagram. Connect with me whenever you want. And let me know what you think about this episode. I love hearing from you guys. I hope all of you are having a fantastic day, fantastic week, that you're going to have an amazing month. And I will see you on the other side. Goodbye. Okay, Melissa, thank you so much for being here. Finally, we get to connect. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Mm, I am so happy to be here. And I know we kept having these <laughs> interesting swerves and <laughs> reconnections, but I'm so I'm so happy to be here. And I really appreciate you asking me. Okay, so to begin the episode, I ask this question to all of my guests, and that is, what is your self-care or morning ritual to keep yourself centered and grounded? Oh, I love that question. I love when podcasts do like recurring questions. I always think that's so interesting. So my practice has definitely evolved over time. 
it kind of changes with the seasons. It is very cold in Colorado. I live in the mountains. I just showed you there's a lot of snow outside, even in the middle of April. Um, so for the past couple months, I have been immediately taking a bath as soon as I wake up and just soaking for sometimes an hour, sometimes even longer than that. And I'll just sit in the tub and literally do deep breathing. And it feels so good to my nervous system. It feels so good to my body because I get very cold. So I really like to help keep my system warm. And that keeps my heart warm and my mind warm and all of those things. And then I normally, oh, I make tea before I I do a whole, I have a whole tea thing. I like have a lot of very specific beverages that I drink in the morning too. So I do that whole thing. Then I take the bath. Then I normally make my bed after while I'm drying. <laughs> so I'm like naked, like climbing around on my bed, making it. And then I'll put on clothes by that point. And then I like to, I do a couple of different things. I kind of mix it up. I always do. Um, so I took Buddhist vows about a year and a half ago. So I have practices for that, that I do every day. And then sometimes things like journaling, I might read in the mornings. I might just like want to jump straight into work. If the weather's nice, I like to go for walks in the morning, but I, I honestly try to give myself at this point in my life. I feel like I have a good three, four, sometimes five hours of just chilling before I actually start work, which I love. <laughs> I love, I'm so thankful. Yeah. I love that you said that it kind of changes with the season. Cause I feel like as humans, we are seasonal beings. Like naturally we gravitate towards different things when it's like spring, winter, summer, even though I don't have a lot of seasons where I am, it's just like rainy and hot, but I kind of <laughs> feel like we have those like internal triggers where it's like, Oh, I feel like doing this today. And I feel like doing that today. And it's not, you know, like rigid, like I have to do this every day. Cause, cause when I first started, I felt bad for like waking up and not journaling that day or not meditating the way I should have meditated. Yeah. It doesn't have to be rigid for sure. It's like definitely the kind of thing where, you know, for instance, in summer, we, the house that we live in now, which is like way further up in the mountains than I've ever lived before. And like definitely way more wintry, but in the summer it's like so beautiful. So I would, I wasn't really into taking like hour long baths. Instead, I was like going on like hour long walks and like, just kind of like laying down on the ground and things like that. And that felt really good, but yeah, it's definitely one thing that's really helped me with my practices is to learn. There's of course some commitment, some devotion and some like, you know, a commitment to showing up in certain things, but it's also really nice to just feel into, okay, what does my body need today? What does my mind need today? What does my heart feel need today? Sometimes it's slower things. Sometimes you just like, you're ready to go. You're ready to go. You want to like do the things, go get brunch, whatever, like, you know, so it can change. <laughs> Yeah, it's also kind of like the art of listening to your body and to your soul. It's not like head centered. It's not like on a Monday until Wednesday, I have to do journaling and then Thursday to Friday meditation. It's kind of like waking up and it's very soul centered and like body centered. So yeah, that's really, that's really awesome. Um, can you tell us your story and how did you arrive where you are today doing the work that you're doing? Oh, 
yeah. So the story, oh my gosh, <laughs> I love, I love doing interviews because this question usually people ask and every single time I'm like, I'm like, what is this? Like, what is the story now? Cause it's always my perception of the story, I think is always evolving too, but mm. yeah, it kind of goes back to, you know, the, the work I do now is even in the short time that I've been an entrepreneur, the work that I've done has really kind of changed a lot. Um, so what I do is I'm, you know, I'm an empowerment coach. I teach people about money, you know, your relationship with money, um, connection to money, all that kind of stuff. I teach business. I teach things like worthiness and leadership, all that kind of stuff. And it really started with my own internal journey, which really happened when I was 16. I grew up in kind of a, um, kind of a very unstable environment where in my system, I didn't really realize it at the time because I didn't know any better, but I had like developed so much anxiety, depression, tension, you know, some PTSD traits, like, like all of this stuff. And I, you know, by the time I was 16, I'm so thankful that I kind of started going on a healing journey and that evolved into me. You know, I, like I went to college, I did all the normal things that, you know, a good girl does. I was smart. So I like was like, I'll be an engineer, like, because that's what kind of people told me to do. And so I went into environmental engineering, I got a master's degree. By that point, I knew that it was not, I knew that there was something else. I'd been meditating a lot. I'd gotten interested in yoga, all of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I got a few, only a few months into actually being in the field. And my dad got really sick and I thought he was going to pass away. And I was so jaded with that career path that I was just like, life is too short. Like I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to move home. I'm going to like help take care of my dad. And I'm going to see what else I can do with this. And I had no idea how, like what that was going to be or what that was going to look like. I had a few ideas and I just rolled with them and I just made it up the rest of the way. And now it's like, you know, I get to work with incredible people like you. I get to like lead these classes. I've done retreats and yeah, I feel, I feel so thankful. I feel so thankful. I love your courses. Like I remember when I enrolled in Worthy and Wealthy, your money course, I had followed you for like two hours and I didn't know you. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, and you were promoting it that time. It was like last year, was it? It was like December, I think of last year. And I found you through, it was the brand, um, the uh, website branding Instagram oh, account, Dynamo Ultima. Yeah. Dynamo Ultima. Yeah, yeah. They did my website. Yeah. yeah. So I just randomly clicked on that and they were promoting you. I clicked on your page and you were like, worthy and wealthy opens. I'm like, I'm just going to join. <laughs> I don't even know who this person <gasps> I is. I love that. Those are some, I always love hearing how people just like come into the space because yeah. you never, sometimes you, sometimes people tell you and sometimes you're just like, oh, who's this? Who yeah, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't welcome. know. <laughs> And like, I'm like I love those I'm entering stories. yeah <laughs> like here I am. Oh, yeah and and sweet. I guess it's like the it's like the ultimate example that you know 
like energy just never lies. It's not about the technicalities of, you know, seeing all of your posts and, you know, thinking like, oh, do I resonate with her? You know, like, what is she saying that I, that I want to be in her container? But I just feel like even looking through your feed in general, I was like, I feel like I need to be in her courses, you know? So (laughs) That makes my heart so happy. I love that. And it kind of like, I tell people all the time, like you have, you have no idea where, where people are going to come from. It's kind of like if you tried to control your parents, like, like you, you being born, you know what I mean? How people talk about like the miracle of you being born takes like your parents meeting each other, takes them being born, takes your grandparents. It's the same kind of thing. Like when someone comes into your containers, it's that kind of miracle. Cause like all, like imagine all the little things that had to happen to line up for us to to connect and there's like no way I there's like all I could do is like just show up and like teach from whatever I know and just be here and just be like okay I'm ready to receive you like when that miracle does happen so I'm I'm so happy to hear that I'm glad we could have that little miracle together (laughs) yeah I know like me all the way in Indonesia and you're like in up in the mountains I know I know and you you waking up like what time is it there's six something yeah thank you so much yeah I wake up at five every morning so it's it's good (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. um so I remember you you've mentioned like your first course was centered around worthiness I feel like that's such an important topic and I feel like people are always working on feeling um, worthy within themselves so I'm curious like what made you want to specifically focus on worthiness and did you have moments in your life where you realized that this was something that I needed to work on oh I have those moments every day of my life I have those moments every day. Yeah, for sure. They look different. They feel different. I maybe handle them differently, move through them differently. But like, I, I didn't realize when I made that course, I didn't realize how much it would stick with me and how much like looking back at Melissa of a few years ago, making that course, I was like, you did good. Like you did. That was a good one. You know what I mean? Like you did good. And while like, you know, I still hold that container. I'm not as active in it as I used to be. Like I'm proud of little Melissa and how it happened is also an interesting story. You know, I started my business. I was teaching, I was, you know, teaching meditation. I was selling eBooks. I had a meditation guide, a guided meditation album. And, and like all of that was great. And I like, I still sell all of those things and I love them and believe them. But at the same time, it wasn't what I was making from them wasn't enough for me to actually support myself. And looking back too, I wasn't doing like, I wasn't connecting with people as deeply as I potentially had, but I didn't, I didn't see myself as being the person who could hold a container for like eight weeks. You know what I mean? And like, be that person who is like really helping people transform. So I brewed on it. I brewed on it. I brewed on it. I ended up joining my first course, which was terrifying because I was broke AF. And I was like, oh, this is like, I could do this. And then I ended up not even like, I, I think I, it was a year long course. And I think I participated for like the first week, <laughs> but looking back, I'm like, okay, the purpose was, you know, there's always, 
when when joining programs or with anything there's always like reasons for it that sometimes aren't our expectations I actually didn't use the course at all but it like helped me open up to being like oh yeah you could make a course but I still was like maybe in a few years we know that line right like maybe when I'm more ready and like you know positioned or whatever like whatever I was telling myself and then I was but somehow I felt comfortable with leading retreats at that point. <laughs> so I was co-leading my, it was, this was actually my first retreat. I was co-leading my first retreat and it was in Columbia, South America. And we were in this super sacred part of the Sierra Nevadas, just hiking for days off the grid, doing ceremony and all of these things. And we did a a breathwork ceremony with a local elder there. And during that ceremony, I was living at Tennessee in Tennessee at the time I had moved home to be with my dad at that point. And two things dropped in during that breathwork. And it was like, one, you're going to move to Boulder, Colorado. I was like, okay, I've never been there before, but okay. And two, and it was just like a clear knowing just to like, this is happening. It's done. And it took me six months to move, but it happened. And then the other thing was like, you're building a course. It's called worthy, like do it now. And I had a few more days in Columbia. I got on the plane. I had downloaded podcast episodes about making courses and I just started cranking it out on the plane. And I opened it up for enrollment a few days later and, and it was great. And it was great. <laughs> and I was like, this is where it's at. This is where it's at. So yeah. And so it really started worthy started with me not feeling worthy. The end, you know, I feel like when you listen to your intuition, you can never not be rewarded. And I mean, I have those days as well, where I'm like, I just tell myself all the ways I cannot do it. And sometimes I'm like, I need to really bust through this block but I kind of feel like as as humans we are so like our mind just automatically goes to fear right because it's probably like in our DNA like we're just wired to to feel fear just in case anything happens so I have those days too where I'm like I feel like when January happened I'm like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that I'm gonna crank all this stuff up and then March I'm like should I? Because I kind of feel like I just want to relax. And I'm like, is, 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 are all Marches this way? Like people just get so pumped in January and then February and then March, they're like, let's just rethink everything and like, let the plans just unfold. But, you know, it's kind of like what you said in that story. It's like, nothing really will happen if you don't make it happen. Yeah. That's where, I mean, fear is definitely in our DNA a hundred percent because we used to literally, I mean, not even that long ago. And some people are still in this position, right? There's a lot of like war-torn countries. There's a lot of countries with famine and, you know, you know, intense poverty and things like that. But for a lot of us, we we're so in such like privileged, privileged experiences, right? Where it's like, we still have these impulses that are like, you need to survive. (laughs) Like you need to feed yourself. You need to make sure you have shelter. And we may have way more than that, but we still get so attached to this sense of security. And that's part of that's too also is because we have this like little bit 
of a knowing that our time is running out and our death is approaching. I talk about death a lot. It's the Buddhist in me. We just go there, right? We know that our, our time is running out and our death is coming. So we try to cling to stability and we try to find ground in a job and in money and in a house and in a relationship. And we just like suffocate these things, right? And so we get so in our heads and so attached and we have these like fear-based thoughts, but the more we can open up and we do that through like work with the body, through work with the mind, through work with the breath, all of that kind of stuff, we can kind of get into this place where we can recognize those fear-based thoughts and then recognize what's truth. And then faster and faster and faster, we can just move. And that's how you see people who just grow massive businesses quickly. That's how you see people who can hold so much, hold clients, hold energy, hold like doing all of these different things. And you're like, how are they doing that? And it's just because the, the fear is still there and the, the worthiness is still there, but they're really able to just like, boom, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know what I mean? And not like, and it doesn't have like one thing you just said is like, like, I want to relax, right? And those things don't have to be conflicting. They don't have to be conflicting. The getting the stuff done, the having a successful business, all of that kind of stuff doesn't, I'm actually way more relaxed now than I used to be. Like way more, like way more, like way more. Like I could, I could, I could quantify it for you and like tell some stories, but like we don't have to go there, but I'm way more relaxed than I used to be. But I'm also kind of do like I'm not doing much more I'm just more effective what I'm doing and I can do it quicker because I'm not sitting there being like okay is this the right decision is this not the right decision for like months it's just like let's just choose and we'll just go and then it's fine and then we just figure it out day by day you know what I mean oh my god yeah because even the decision making process that that's a lot of energy it's yeah it's so much energy and I like how you said about like, you know, death approaching and us clinging onto things. I feel like in a way that's what happened in 2020. Like I had people around me that were so afraid to die. I think it's because they know deep down that they hadn't fulfilled their potential. So they're just afraid that what if this is the time that I will be taken away and then what? Like, is this it? Like, is yeah. this what my life is? Could I have yeah. done something else? And that's why, like, two of the things that really helped make, wake me up were, one, my dad, me, and him also being like, okay, you have, like, a good chance of going right now, and we're going to, like, do everything we can so that that doesn't happen, and thankfully it didn't, and he's, like, totally healthy. And then also, like, me thinking I was going to die one time because I thought ballistic missiles were going to, like, land on top of my head in Hawaii because that's what our phone said, but it turned out to be not real, but the message said, this is not a drill, take cover, ballistic missiles are headed to Hawaii. And so I was like, okay, how long you got, you know, and I'm in like, I'm in like a yoga teacher training with a bunch of people who are like, how do ballistic missiles work? Like, how long do we have? Like, none of us, a bunch of pacifists were like, we don't know this. You know what I mean? And that really woke me up too. I think that was one of the things where I was like, okay, your life is seriously short. Like you don't, you can't. And part of, part of my practice, like part of the Buddhist teachings is to reflect every single day that your life is impermanent. You don't know, you know, you don't know when you're going to go. I could literally be sitting here 
I could be sitting here. I'm like in my car right now. I already told you why, but like I'm in my car and there's cars driving by and it's snowy. And one of them could like somehow veer off and push my car off this cliff. And then you could like watch my desk, which would be like real traumatic for you. So like, I would feel real bad for you. Like my ghost would come back and be like, you good. But like that could happen. Right. And same thing, all of my loved ones, right? Like something could happen to you after this phone call. So I don't want to say something bitchy to you, right? Because I know in my mind that like, I want to make sure that all of my interactions and all of my actions and words are coming from this place of my time is short. Everyone I know's time is short. Like this could literally be the last time I talk to the people I love. And it's, and it honestly, we kind of get afraid that like, oh, that's going to cause so much like disruption in my system. And it might, at first it might feel uncomfortable, but then eventually it gets to this place where you can grow older and you can live a life that's like truly lived because you feel comfortable with that fact. And we see so many people who ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. I still have time. I still have time. I still have time. And then suddenly they're old and they're like, I, my body is withering away. This sucks. I wasted my life. So like, let's not. Let's just not, let's not do that. I was just thinking of that the other day. I'm like, okay, I'm 30. Like, what are the chances that, you know, I probably have like another, I don't know, 30 good years. Like if you think about it, or maybe 40, but 40 years from now, I'm probably just going to be like, I I just want to lay down and, you know, (laughs) relax and like eat. (laughs) Like, I don't know. So I was just thinking about that too. So that, I mean, I know that sometimes it can get heavy, but I personally also love to kind of talk about death and normalize it. I'm actually interviewing a death doula next cool. week. Yeah, I'm so Great. excited. Um, like it doesn't have to be morbid, I guess is what I mean. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I think like sometimes thinking about that really does put things into perspective and it's not even like dark, you know, like it just, it happens. No. It, ha- it happens. <laughs> like, that's the spirit. It happens. Yeah, like it exactly. does, yeah we're going to die. Whatever. Yeah, it's okay. um, yeah. Um, so I, I also learned a lot about habits from you. Like I went into like this like, I just started to get really interested in it, like when 2021 rolled around. Apparently, it, w- it, it was connected to my astrology. Like, this is the year that I was supposed to learn about adopting good habits. I'm like, makes sense because I enrolled in a lot of habit courses and oh I was reading books about habits. I'm like, I don't know. I just got interested in it. Um, so let's talk about habits a little bit. What do you think is the best habit you've personally adopted in your life? Oh my gosh. Okay. I have an answer for that, but I kind of want to skirt around the answer for a second. Of course. Because, right, like I have this habits course (laughs) and, but then I think you get into it and there's like some habits, but it's really about, I feel like habits can be such a like, like it makes you think like you kind of like we were talking about at the beginning. It's like making yourself do different things, like making your like making yourself do something. Like I was talking with one of my clients the other day and she was putting so much pressure on herself to meditate, right? This thing that's supposed to liberate you, which by the way, that's, that's my actual answer meditation, but it's this thing that's supposed to liberate you. It's this thing that's supposed to free you but then we like shackle ourselves to the thing that is meant to free us 
we shackle ourselves, we put pressure on the thing that's supposed to relieve the pressure, right? And so when it comes down to habits and things like discipline, I really love to have this disclaimer that it should be, you know, you said the habit for you, right? And that's what it should be for everyone. So I can sit here and be like, well, for me, it's meditation. That has changed my life. I have been doing that practice daily for over a decade at this point. I love it. I love it so much. And, but for someone else, it might be breath work. It might be walks in nature. It might be, you know, dancing. So I would really say the habit, actually, I have a different answer. I have a different answer. The habit should be self-awareness. The habit should be questioning and looking at yourself and saying, what do I need in this moment? It should be a habit of reflection, a habit of presence, a habit of saying, what, what is this moment asking for? Is it asking for me to, like I said, get in the bath and like breathe for an hour? Is it asking for me to go out and be in my life? And like, is it asking for me to connect with my partner? Is it asking for me to call my mom? Like what, what is, what is like, desired what is asking to be like brought through in this moment and self-awareness is the most powerful way to do that and that's also what I've learned from you like from your course um healthy habits I love how like you didn't tell us what to do right you were just kind of teaching us (laughs) how to think and not what to think and I think that's so important nobody likes to be told what to do right because I feel like whenever somebody tells us what to do I'm like I'm not going to do that just because I don't want you to get the satisfaction of me doing it I love um, that. I feel like that phrase yeah. should be on the sales page somewhere. This isn't <laughs> about what to think. This is about how to think. Yeah. Like what is not what to do. It's how to like for you to decide like what you should do. Yeah. And yeah. you also mentioned on your um, Instagram that you don't do non-negotiables anymore. Or was it in one of your courses? I'm, I wasn't sure. It was on It was on my Instagram. Yeah. yeah I think it went on an email yeah. too. But yeah, it was definitely on my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, because like yeah. people are always like, you know, this is my non-negotiable every day. This is my non-negotiable every morning. But I guess it makes sense. Like when you have a non-negotiable, it's it's also a way of not listening to your body. Like you said, in that very moment or when you yeah. wake up, like what you truly need or want to do. Yeah. So one thing, though, about that, it's kind of a reframe, though, because I do have a commitment. I have a practice that I do every day. So technically is it non-negotiable? I mean, yeah, but it's also, it's like, I choose it. I chose it. It's not like it came to me and it's like, this is non-negotiable. I in reverence in devotion chose that I was going to commit to it. Just like the same thing, you know, like my partner and I, we just decided to get married, right? We got engaged. It's not like he came to me and was like, it's non-negotiable. You know what I mean? Like non-negotiable because that's why like the other day when I don't even know if I finished the story, but like one of my clients was like, I'm feeling so much pressure to meditate because I feel like I'm, I'm trying to make myself do it. And it's like, let's, let's just take that off the table and you don't have to do it. You can just do it when it feels good and release the pressure around it. Right. So like the same thing with my partner, it's like, I want to be with him. I'm devoted to him. So some practices I want to do every day and I make the space for it and I have a commitment, but it's not from a place of like, I have to do these things or else life sucks, you know, or else like 
I'm going to be a bitch the rest of the day or like whatever, you know, or I'm going to like blame my mood being off on that. You know what I mean? So just having a little more space with it and a little more, I feel like commitment and devotion is much more like empowered connection instead of saying it's non-negotiable. Yeah. I love that. Cause sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves, right? Like we put so much pressure on needing to do things a certain way and like having it to be right. I think most people are just so afraid to be wrong, like with themselves. And even when they're sharing um, on social media or wherever, it's kind of like, is this correct? And especially for someone like me, that's very left brain. It's like, I think I have to Google this first before I say it, because I want to make sure that it's out there. And like, you know, is, is this real? Like, is this true? Because we have like this fear that I don't want to be wrong. Like, I don't want people to think like, I'm, you know, like what, what you're saying doesn't even exist. And like, it's wrong. But I guess sometimes if it's, if it's from your intuition, you can't Google it, you know, like it came to you. Yeah. For a reason. <laughs> like, yeah. Where, where do you find it on Google? Right. And it's like, there's, I'm the same way too. Like I'm, I can be pretty left brain. I've kind of trained myself to have a little more balance, but there isn't an equation for like your soul. There isn't an equation out there for like, do this and do this and do this. And then you're going to live happily ever after forever and never have another problem. Like that doesn't, that's not a real thing. So we kind of have to just create more space around everything in our life and kind of just open up everywhere. And that's when, when we aren't so again, attachment or not so like suffocating our path (laughs) and keeping it so narrow, right. It opens up the view. It opens up the possibilities. It like, I, again, coming back to like, how did all of these things come to play? How did you and I connect all that kind of stuff? There's just, it's just like a wild ride. And if we can be a lot more open to it, there's a lot more magic there than what we realize and a lot more open to ourselves too, because like you said, we can be hard on ourselves and we can close ourselves off. There's a lot more magic and wisdom inside of us than we give ourselves credit in every single one of us. Yeah. Melissa, thank you so much for your time. My last question is what is the best advice you've ever gotten? Mm, Okay. I'm going to give a weird answer again. (laughs) So the best advice I've ever gotten, this is going to sound a little absurd, but I'm just going to roll with it. Anyone's best advice. This is my belief. And again, you can take it or leave it. Not you, whoever you can take it or leave it too, but like whoever can take it or leave it is going to be something that comes from your own knowing something from your own connection, something from your, you know, relationship with yourself, your relationship to the divine, your relationship to God, ultimate consciousness, mother nature, like whatever you call it, right? That's something that no one else can give you, that no one else can tell you those knowings, right? And I know you've experienced them in those moments of surrender, those moments of like beauty, those moments of stillness, right? That's something that no one can tell you and no one can, can click in for you, like you click in for yourself because wisdom experienced and then listened to and acted on is the most valuable thing that you can 
you can have. And that it's 10, 20, a hundred times more powerful than, of course, I'm a, I'm a content creator. I'm a content consumer. I take courses. I have like tons of teachers, all that kind of stuff. But I know the most valuable, just like when it dropped in, it was like, you're moving to Boulder. The thing that really changed my life, you're creating this course. The most powerful things that have influenced my life are things that somehow just appeared to me. And yeah, it was from like someone saying something here and someone saying something there, but it was, yeah, it's just like little things adding up to, to those knowings. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for just showing up and for being you. I love following you on Instagram. I just love that you share little snippets of your life and I love seeing your stories pop up because I can see like your rituals and like what you do throughout the day. And I just love that you share your heart and your wisdom with us, like with your audience. So tell our audience where they can find (laughs) and what's coming up. Thank you. That is the sweetest thing. I so, I so appreciate that, you know, cause I'm like up in my mountain home and like, I love being connected with people so much. Like I love it so much. And it's, it's interesting through the platform. You know what I mean? Even through courses, there's still like a bit of a barrier there. So it's so nice to like, really like speak to people and you're like all the way around the world, which is like wild. So, so wild this world we live in. So yeah, um, I'm on Instagram pretty frequently. That's my main, my main deal. My handle's Melissa, period, Moffitt, spelled M-O-F-F-E-T. If anyone is listening, I always invite people who, you know, if I'm on a podcast interview to feel free to reach out to me. If I said anything that resonated with you, I'm 100% open to people connecting with me, to sending me voice messages or typed out messages. I love intimacy. I love connecting with people in that way. So that is always welcome and invited. I also have a podcast called Air and Earth. And this is Amberson, my Southern accent. Air and Earth. I'm like, Air and Earth, Air and Earth. It's called Air and Earth. It's called Air and Earth. So um, that's what it's called anyway. And it's on the platforms, you know where. And then my website is where you can find, I have a lot of offerings. I have a lot of free offers. So free offers, you know, free like workbooks and you know, full length video classes you can find there about money, about business, about worthiness, about all the stuff that we've kind of talked about today. So that's melissamoffa.com as well as I run courses, I run masterminds. Um, I have some guides, I do master classes and I have one-on-one coaching. So I have a lot available. One thing that will be coming up is there is, I'm, I'm hosting a virtual business conference called Abundance Queens. So it's me hosting, but then there are eight other incredible teachers. And these are people who have really influenced me as well as some of my peers who I just am am like in love with these, these people who are coming to speak. So like some of the best, most amazing coaches in this industry are coming to talk about business, money, um, you know, embodiment, like pleasure uh, all the stuff, like not getting burned out, like all the stuff. And it's going to be so freaking good. So that's at the very end of April. It's a two day conference and you can find the link on my 
Instagram or just send me a massive message if you need help finding it. But I would love to invite people to come to that conference. And it's all virtual, by the way. It's all virtual. Thank you, Melissa, for being here. I just love your energy. And I hope you have the most beautiful day ahead. Looks beautiful where you are. Thank you. I really appreciate being here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I would love to hear from you and connect with you. You can find me on Instagram at soulsends.withsilkina. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with whoever might benefit from what you just experienced. And if you really enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you could give this podcast a five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Let's spread the joy and good vibes. I'll see you next time.